Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 162 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on May the 8th, 2018. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hey, buddy, how you doing? 162, it's like a full baseball season. It's a full baseball season. We have, we have played a full season. And, um, there you go. Does that include, does that include like, like playoffs and stuff like that? Or is no, it just a regular no, season? regular season's 162. So, so we, we, we played 162 games, did not make the playoffs, essentially. No, we, we didn't make the playoffs. Okay, cool. But. All right, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Beat! Okay. We have got a jam-slammed show this week. Like We can't even banter. Which that, that is my favorite kind of show. I know, and it stinks, though, because like I really want to talk about Infinity War because I have a lot of emotions that are tied up in there. I mean, not spoiling it for anybody, but like I have seen it four times now. Wow, really? Four times? Yeah, I think I'm a big contributor to the fact that that movie made a billion dollars in 11 days. A lot of that money's your money. Yeah, no, I would say most of it is my money. Um, but yeah, uh, what a move! They, fantastic, right? I loved it. We're not going to spoil anything, folks. Don't worry. Don't panic. Don't like jump out of your car while it's still moving and roll down the street because you don't want to hear spoilers. <coughs> I did, however, <coughs> take the Infinity Gauntlet that I bought there at Rogue Comics. Um, I took it to Hollywood Studios the day of the um, the pr- the previews, like the opening Thursday before the Friday that it opened. So okay. I took the gauntlet there because I wanted to get a picture with Star-Lord and Baby Groot with the gauntlet. And, I mean, it was awesome. Um, you know, this, I got to say, their Star-Lords are not great. No. I, I, again, I think the Star-Lord is kind of a, you know, puts the greet in the meet and greet aspect of really meeting Baby Groot, which is what you want to do. Here's the thing about that Baby Groot. It is super interactive. I didn't realize right. this before because, like, I'd only been in there once with a friend who was there with her kids. Uh, I met this baby Groot, and so he, you know, Star Lord's commenting on the gauntlet, and he's like, "Oh, Groot, take a look at this." And I showed, I showed it to baby Groot, and baby Groot's eyes got all big, and he went, "Oh, like that's so cool." Yeah, like he was baby Groot was like reacting to the things I was saying to him, and he even he fist bumped me with the gauntlet. Baby Groot did. Baby Groot, yeah, gave a little oh, tiny fist bump. That's so cool. That baby Groot is super interactive. It's just you know what I think the thing with the Star Lord, it, it's the wig. I don't like the wig. You know, have you met um, BB-8? I have. You know how BB-8 has like a handler and the handler does like almost the majority of talking for the whole thing because yes. it's not like you can, you know, so she kind of has to control the situation. That's why Star-Lord's there. So you think Star-Lord is essentially a handler for, for Baby Groot in a sense? He is. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I always make a point, though, if when I meet Star-Lord of telling him, hey, we're really here for you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he believes me, but I tell him that we're not here for this tiny tree. Get that thing out right. of here, little freak. Uh, anyway, my kids' uh, joy for baby Groot. It's, right, it's of really course, easy, of course. So we've got news this week. We've got so much news. So we had an e-ticket attraction planned for this week, uh, which we're moving to next week. So what that is going to be is we're going to be taking um, each of us are going to pick four uh, Walt Disney World attractions, and we're going to repackage them with a new intellectual property or ip so it's like let's say you were like i want to take prince charming's carousel and i want to retool it to brave and this is how i would do it um i'm doing exclusively mini golf mini miniature golf courses yeah no (laughs) Uh, so we are going to be putting our you know our brains to work on that for the next week and we'll have that for you guys next week but there is so much news that we've missed um in the last couple weeks that we need to get to all of it a lot of worldwide news a lot of toy story land news there's so much to get to so we got to jump right into it we've already wasted like five minutes of the show like just talking about infinity war and groot stop wasting time i know i know um 
All right, so the news brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave over at Magical Travel, uh, on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave, or send him an email, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Okay, so worldwide news. I mean, we've never had this much worldwide news, I'm pretty sure. Really? This is like the most worldwide news ever. I'm pretty sure that this is the most broad we've ever gone on too many All right. Really really broad. Uh, Minivans are now available at... At every Disney resort. So, you know, they were rolling that out slowly. Right. Now, you didn't... Would you Would you use the minivan service? I think you said you I would, right? Find, um, I mean, in theory, I would like to. I find, what, Is it $25? I think it's 20 but they may have upped it to 25 I thought I remember us saying it was 25 They may have listen, upped it to $25. $20 for one way? Or, I don't know. Because it depends on how many people I have. Yeah, I get that. If I had enough people to justify it, but I mean, family of four, I still think it's a little pricey. Well, especially when... Well, it's not $25 per person. No, no, I know. I just mean... Twenty-five dollars. I could probably. I've taken taxis. You know, I'm a big believer in like grabbing a taxi and running someplace when you're in Disney World, which I think is uh, absolute madness because you're paying. You're gonna be paying more than twenty dollars for a taxi. I gotta be honest, with you, I haven't paid that much money to go places. I'm telling you, with an Uber or Lyft, you're paying like five bucks. Right. That. I mean, that is the way to go. Yeah. But you know what? The minivans are cool. I don't know if they've got like cool stuff inside. I kind of feel like I need to like experience a minivan once just to be like. I yeah, right. Same thing. I mean, I'm the dork. I'd be like, hey, hey, take take my picture with the minivan. Yeah, totally. Like, get take, me over here, like with the minivan. Like, I would hope that there's like TVs in it that like are playing Disney cartoons or something like that or informative things. But I feel like there's not. You mean like the way that uh, Magical Express used to be with that great video? Yeah, before it was the sub the subpar video yeah uh so you can now purchase so moving on um oh uh in more minivan news uh not only is it every walt disney world resort but they also include the swan dolphin and the four seasons which are independently owned not owned by disney but they are included with the minivans you can now purchase a one-day pass with fast passes that are predetermined oh so they're how's that work so it's like let's say you know you're gonna go like the next day you're like i'm gonna buy um, a ma- one day Magic Kingdom pass for tomorrow, and I want this tier of fast passes. And I'm going to show you what those are now. Um, okay. So you choose the groupings. Now, some of the headline attractions are not included, i.e., Pandora stuff, Toy Story Land stuff. Um, those are not going to be included in your um, in in your your fast passes because okay. they're just those are the hard to get ones, and they're not going to give them out to people that are go- that are planning a day in advance. Um, so I took some screenshots that I will now. All right. So Magic Kingdom, one day ticket with linked Fast Pass Plus experiences. <clears throat> you can get the Fantasyland Classics, which is Small World, Dumbo, and Mad Tea Party. Futuristic and Frightful Fun, which is Space Ranger Spin, Haunted Mansion, and Tomorrowland Speedway. Pint Size Adventures, which is Barnstormer, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, and Pirates of the Caribbean, or Whimsical Escapades, which is uh, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. Now, how's the timing work for these fast passes? I'm not sure. Is it like a predetermined time, or is it just built into your pass that you have a fast pass race? Because that would be awesome, actually. I think it's a predetermined time. I think you probably let them know what time you're going, and they they make the times for you. But you have to choose from these. like So no splash, no space. Um, right. No big like thunder. That. No seven dwarves mind train. You're just getting like the fast passes that you could probably get on the day of anyway. That's why I'm wondering if maybe they're not time-determined. I can't imagine them not being time determined. Uh, so over in Epcot, you only have two choices here. Immersive Explorations, which, with his, which is Spaceship Earth, <coughs> Living with the Land and the Seas with Nemo and Friends, and Delightful Encounters, which is the Seas with Nemo and Friends, Travel Talk with Crush, and Journey into Imagination with Figment. So no Soren, no Test Track, no Frozen. Man, that's just... I mean, why even bother? Don't even know, do it. I know. Like These are things you don't even need a Fast Pass for, even in the dead of the summer. Uh, Seriously. Hollywood Studios, one-day ticket with Link FastPass Plus experiences, sensational stage shows, Beauty and the Beast live on stage, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration, and Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you, I, I, I think I, I said this to you a few weeks ago, I've, I've become a supporter of Voyage of the Little Mermaid. I, I went. I know, like, could you imagine this? Could you imagine you buy a pass and these are the free fast passes? But what else get? is there to do? <laughs> There's no, it's Hollywood Studios. 
you would think maybe they could give you one kind of okay, like, fast pass. I mean, those are just three things. <laughs> like, maybe throw Star get... Tours in there. They don't need fast passes whatsoever. I mean, they do throw Star Tours into the other one. Uh, movie-inspired excitement is Muppet Vision 3D, Star Tours, and the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. I mean, they should, they honestly, that should be Muppet Vision 3D, Star Tours, and then Star Tours. Yeah, seriously. Just they can't. should just give you two fast passes. There should be an option for three Star Tours. Though, you know, now like now that Star Tours isn't random for the time being. Um, oh, it's still not? It's still not. I went the other day, and it was, uh, well, I went the um, the day of the uh, Avengers Infinity War, and it was still uh, Jakku followed by uh, Crate. Is there any word on whether that's going to become, um, like, Han Solo-based? I don't think anyone is doing anything to tie anything in with this Han Solo movie. That's not true. I went to Denny's, and Denny's had plenty of Han Solo tie-ins. Oh, okay. I actually got Chewbacca Cup with the Millennium Falcon Topper. Oh, I did see those, because I almost wanted the Lando one. Um. The, I got I got a Lando one on. I got to tell you, man, they are not promoting this movie like nearly as much as you'd think a Star Wars movie would be promoted. Now it's reverse promotion because Last Jedi had such was so ill received. This one they kind of haven't beaten you over the head with it, and it's really just going to be a super fun action movie. So when people go see this and they're all pleasantly surprised at the contents, it's going to do well. It's going to revitalize people's faith in yeah, Star Wars. I see what they're doing. Do you think that Last Jedi was? Because I always thought it was kind of split down the middle. Do you think it was more uh, poorly no. received than? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, so then moving along to Animal Kingdom. Prehistoric and Whitewater Thrills, which is Dinosaur, Cali River Rapids, and Primeval World. And okay, I mean, those are that's two solid rides and like a kid's ride. That's not terrible. Primeval World is actually pretty fun. When's the last time you did it? Oh, uh, it's been a little while. I've done it now twice in the last year, and I really enjoy it. Okay. It's it's actually pretty thrilling. Like it's it's really fun. I wouldn't wait a prolonged period of time for it. And <clears throat> I got to say Cali River Rapids, that is a that's a pretty good get, especially in the summer because yeah, Of course, yeah. Well, and cuz one time I was there one day it was hot out and I wanted to do Cali River Rapids, but it had a 2-hour wait all day. I'm not even kidding, a 2-hour wait. I I believe it. Uh then we have Wild Performances, which is Festival of the Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, and It's Tough to Be a Bug. Okay. So there you go. There you have it. Oh, those are the only two. Those are the only two. Magic Kingdom's okay. the only one that has more than two. All right. Um, so, like, all right, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Let's say you buy one of these tickets. And, like, you know, with a regular Fast Pass, if, they give, if you get a 7 o'clock Fast Pass for this and you don't use it, you're not making any other Fast Passes until that time is up. You think that would apply to these also? I would say probably. I mean, depending on the park and depending on the season, you could almost make the case that there have to be certain days you'd be better off not getting these pre-selected fast passes. Uh, yeah. If they are if they are time determined. I mean, there are days that I go without any fast passes just because I know I want to do things like the things that they're offering the fast passes for that typically don't have very long lines. Right. I mean, but you know what? Sometimes you go <coughs> on these summer days or weekends, and some of these things do have a very long one. Space Ranger Spin. Um, I don't get on Space Ranger Spin very often because it's not something I typically fast pass. And it's, you know, always like a 40, 40, 45 minute wait. You know, it's weird. I mean, that you're right. That's a ride I absolutely adore for some reason. Yeah. And I am the guy who has waited outside, like in that line for that. Mm -hmm. But. It is weird. Like, I mean, I'm so used to that ride not really having a crazy wait based on the time that I go, but that would be a hard ride to wait for. But I'd be upset if I went and didn't get to go on it. That that queue is still a sore spot for me because remember, you remember the unfortunate era when I wore Crocs everywhere? Oh, yeah. You did that for a while. Yeah. That was until I started dating. And then I was like, oh, okay. I need to go away. Uh, but the, <laughs> um, I would wear them everywhere to the point where, like, it got it got to the point where my Crocs, my, my Mickey Crocs were, like, smooth on the bottom. Like, there were no right, they, more. They, they crocked out. Yeah, they crocked out. And wow. it was a rainy night. It was with my friends Melissa and Cheryl. And we were walking through the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin queue. And <laughs> so it's super slippery. And my feet just come right out from underneath me, but I caught myself on like one of the like poles, 
Right. And so, like, I was just kind of like hanging at a diagonal, and I've yeah, I've, I've never forgiven the uh, the attraction. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I know, right? You know, we were actually just talking about my, I was talking with my son about the um, like ride queue for that because it's all really based on that old Buzz Lightyear um, cartoon show that was on TV. Yeah. Which I like actually loved, and I I'm like, huh. like I'll actually be really upset if they ever change that. But I mean, at the same time, like kids now don't even know what that is. But you know what? I also I don't love the fact that they also kind of intersperse it with toy stuff. Like I, I feel guess. like I feel like if they were going to go for the Buzz Lightyear cartoon feel for it, they should just gone all in instead of having like the viewfinder and like the the etch a sketch stuff. Yeah. I guess they're just trying to like kind of like help buzz out. Like that's what the theme of that first room is. Yeah, I get it. Um, uh, so have you ever had to go to Lost and Found? Have you ever lost anything in Walt Disney World? Uh, Heather lost her magic band in Animal Kingdom on this recent trip. Did you go to Lost and Found for it? She, I don't know if it's a specific Lost and Found. She went to customer service in the front. Where they did find it. Okay, well, typically, which I believe you can do in the parks, like just go to like guest relations, because at the end, but at the end of the day, they take everything that was lost in the parks and they move it to the Lost and Found building, which is right next to the Transportation and Ticket Center at the Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> that I've never done. <coughs> so now you used to have to either go there personally or or phone them. There's now a new update coming, which you're going to be able to report lost items on DisneyWorld.com. Huh. This is providing that DisneyWorld.com works because it is the worst website in the history of websites. Not on the My Disney Experience app. This no, is DisneyWorld.com. Actually on DisneyWorld.com, the worst website in the history of the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a website so bad that you're like, why Why is a company that makes this much money have such a bad website? You can Maybe afford more bandwidth. Stitch ate the page. No. <laughs> Um, cast members will so you report it on the website cast members then attempt to locate the item and update you via the website I'm assuming it's like a live chat kind of thing okay so no need to phone or visit if it is found there then I guess they deliver it to your resort or whatever huh um, it, really good news for some bad news for others uh, the night of joy is no more there's no more j- nights of joy at Joy Walt has Disney been World. Taken yes, from Walt the, Disney World. Yes, it's only only sorrow. Actually, uh, so Night of Joy was like a night where they would close down the Magic Kingdom. Uh, they'd close the Magic Kingdom early, and people that purchased tickets to Night of Joy would come into Magic Kingdom, and there'd be like um, Christian rock bands that would right. perform. I I kind of had a feeling that this was going to happen soon. I mean, like two years ago, I remember I was really upset because like I wanted to go to Magic Kingdom that one night and they were like, oh, sorry, sorry, folks, we're closed. Uh, you know, like the Wally World thing. Um, right. Because of Night of Joy. And I was just like, oh, that stinks. But the um, and I, I feel bad for like vacationers who like, you know, if you're only there for like two days and you want to go to Magic Kingdom at night and you can't because of Night of Joy. Um, I knew that Night of Joy's days were numbered last year when they moved it to the ESPN uh, Wide World Sports. That's a definite bad sign. <laughs> That's definitely a sign in the wrong direction. Um, so now it's officially no more. The A lot of the musical acts, though, that performed at Night of Joy are still getting a payday out of this because they have been added to the Eat to the Beat concert series for Food and That's Wine Festival. Cool. Yeah, I, I like that they did that. <clears throat> A new solar power facility is coming to Walt Disney World, and I say this because I'm very passionate about renewable energy because I, I have one of my writing clients was for a while was a solar power company, and I really <clears throat> I really like solar and wind power. I think it's kind of the future of the world. If I can get on my hippie soapbox for like a minute, I swear I'm not a hippie, but like this is a thing I'm a hippie about. Um, so it's a 50 megawatt facility, and it will at at full capacity will provide 25 percent. Of the entirety of Walt Disney World's power requirements. That's crazy. Insane, right? Yeah, that's that's a big number. It's a 270-acre solar farm featuring half a million solar panels. Now, wow. you've seen the solar park that they have between Epcot and Magic Kingdom, right? The one that's yep. in the shape of a Mickey head? To yep. compare, that one is 22 acres and features 48,000 panels. So Disney's really taking great le- great leaps now to um, create a, a mostly sustainable, uh, renewable 
power supply. Now, this is awesome. Do you think this will result in reduced costs for us, the guests? (laughs) No, I think it will result in um, increased profits for the company. (laughs) (laughs) That that is really crazy, though, that generate that much power. When you think about 30 hotels and four theme parks, two water parks, miniature golf courses, Disney Springs... And twenty five, a quarter of its power supply is repl- is supplied by the sun. That's that's immense. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, finally, in worldwide news, can you believe we're twenty minutes into the show and we're still doing worldwide news? <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah, uh, a new app is coming that actually sounds really really cool. It's called the Play Disney Park app. So it's, okay, it's coming this summer for both Walt for both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. It provides interactive mobile games that work like around like with the surrounding areas in the parks. So they said with a touch of a button, wait time turns into play time with the whole family at certain locations. Uh, that sounds intriguing. I mean, we always want things to do while we're exactly. you know having that wait time. Exactly. Now the problem I see I see with this is if it, it requires any kind of like internet then a lot of the attractions are kind of dead zones for service. Oh, yeah, on the inside, right? On the inside, yeah. Now, there is the Walt Disney World Wi-Fi, but it is um, notoriously spotty. Yeah, I mean, Disneyland is too, because they don't even have the kind of setup that Disney World has. Right. Right. So, you know what? I think it's a cool concept. I hope it works better than the My Disney Experience app, which, again... They should be able to afford a better app. Uh, trying to do maybe, that thing. Maybe cr- they'll enhance the Wi-Fi. You'd think they would, but I mean, I don't even know. If they would have to enhance it a lot because I think the problem with the Wi-Fi and the reason it's so spotty is because there's so many people on it. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bandwidth kind of thing, um, unless I'm using that term wrong. But the um, I, I think it's a, definitely a cool idea. It's a nice way to like make cues more interactive uh, without having to like refurb them yeah i mean i can never turn down any kind of concept that gives you something to do while you're waiting for you know right space ranger spin for 40 minutes right exactly so i mean yeah that's a definite good idea moving on we've got some disney springs news uh disney style the new disney fashion store is now open in the former site of the harley davidson store which is over um, <clears throat> it's over by uh, where the food trucks are, where Characters in Flight is, um, right by where, kind of like over by where the movie theater is, also. Right. Uh, I did not go inside of it because it was packed, but I saw it the other day when I was seeing Infinity War for the fourth time. Which, oh, I got to tell you, when I saw Infinity War, I finally got to go into their um, Disney Springs' new IMAX theater. Around the time Justice League came out, they turned they changed their ETX, which was Enhanced Theater Experience into uh what they what, it's now called Dolby. Okay. I was amazed. Wow, really? Yeah, like you walk first of all you walk in and it's like the entrance way in, go into this like into this one theater. There's like an LED screen that like runs the length of the entrance way which has like something appropriate to the movie that you're seeing. Okay, that sounds awesome. Yes, yeah, so like this one had like Titan on it and it was like moving and stuff like that. So right away, awesome. I realized why like, the reason I haven't gone to it before now is it's always sold out, and I realized why they removed a lot of the seats. Okay, why? Because the seats are now full, huge leather recliners. So they've gone the route of kind of the dine-in theater with the big. Yeah, but these are full-blown reclining, like reclining chairs. Right. Um, now the other thing is the chairs rumble along with the movie. No. Yeah, like when an explosion happens, you feel it in the chair. Oh, that's awesome. It's it I was just I was talking I was there with my roommates and we were sitting there and I turned to him and I'm just like, yeah, have you ever heard about four D theaters where it's like, you know, like when explosions happen, like you feel it. Like if it's snowing in the movie, it snows in the theater and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've heard about that. And so we sit through the trailers and then all of a sudden the movie starts and as it goes like as the Asgardian uh ship is like being attacked. All of a sudden, I I feel like a rumble in the seat, and I like jumped, and I was just like, "Is this a 4D theater?" And like, sure enough, every oh, time that is so exciting. Every time something exploded, which in that movie is quite a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, even like like when like Iron Man like punches someone or blasts someone, 
the the seat would rumble. Huh. Oh, I want to do that in the worst way. Yeah, that no, great. it's so super cool. Um, wine. Uh, so wine bar. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Disney style. I was <laughs> still on that. Um, the there's a teacup inside. I did see that. There's a there's a mad tea party uh, teacup inside oh, that you can like, sit cool. in and take a little pictures. Picture up. Yeah, yeah. yeah like there's a little photo. Up. But it's a fashion. It's a fashion store. Um, if, so if you um, are way into fashion in Disney, this is the place for you to go. Also, Wine Bar George is apparently opening soon. They're putting the finishing touches in place in this two-story, 200-seat wine bar where they will be serving wine by the ounce, glass, or bottle. Uh, small plates will also be offered. So that's your Disney Springs news for this week. Nice. Uh, water park news. Uh, the 2018 Blizzard Beach refurbishment dates have been announced. Uh, starting on October 28th and running through January 6th. That seems really long. Yeah. I don't know if like it's usually that long. Like Maybe it is, and I'm just not remembering correctly, but that's a long time. But again, again it's the winter and the, the fall. The fall. So, Speaking of water parks, actually, uh, a friend of mine has DVC and invited me to go to one of the DVC events that's coming up at Typhoon Lagoon. Like what? Like what kind of event is it? It's a DVC event. It's a it's a right, mid- well, midnight magic event. I mean, you've told me about them in the past. Like at yeah. Magic Kingdom, what would this one be like? Well, the ones at Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom that I went to were, you know, no really no wait for any rides uh, because not a lot of people there. Free food, free ice cream, hot dogs, chips, soda, coffee. Um, <clears throat> you know, places that serve alcohol will have alcohol for purchase. Um, char- free, uh, a really rare character op- me- character meet and greet op- opportunities. I, I mean, went- that's what we care about. Yeah, I'm wondering what, like, at the water park, like, what it'll be like. I'm hoping, like, Sebastian and stuff like that. Like, water, I want water-themed. Maybe it's, like, all characters in their, like, swim clothes. Well, like, at Animal, so I went to the one at Animal Kingdom, and they had, uh, dar- they- I finally got to scratch off my number one character bucket list item, which is Darkwing Duck. That's just the greatest thing ever. Oh, I'm so I was so excited. You have no idea. Uh, they also had Scrooge and Launchpad, which I did not get because they had a long line, and I'm pretty sure they're still at Animal Kingdom during the day. Uh, but they had we got um, my girlfriend and I got Rafiki and Timon together, which I thought was pretty rare. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and they had a whole bunch of other. They had a Pocahontas set with Miko, um, a whole bunch of really cool character ops. Jimmy Cricket was out, so it, it was a really cool day. That's I mean, I would love to do one of them. I think they sound really cool. Yeah, well, make either get DVC or make friends that have DVC. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I want to thank um, you know my friend uh, my friend Kayla for getting us into the Animal Kingdom one. Uh, super super cool. Um, okay, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna come back. Yeah, you know what? I can power through these ma- this Magic Kingdom news, and then uh, then we can take a commercial break. How's that sound to you? Look at you, just going for it, so like yeah. a workhorse. Uh, Magic Kingdom News brought to you by a new sponsor this week, Chewing Clock, which is a uh, sports um, <clears throat> a sports show by our old friend Dimitri Ravanis from the Extra Magic Hour podcast. Oh. It is focusing on college football. So Chewing Clock is the new college football podcast from the mind of our old friend Dimitri Ravanos. Sometimes he and his co-host, Tyler McComas, are breaking down the action on the field. Other times he's explaining why Notre Dame football is the space mountain of college football. Episodes of Chewing Clock are just 15 minutes long, and are posted every weekday morning on Stitcher, iTunes, and at armchairallamericans.com. So I feel like that's a show you'd probably listen to. Yeah, good luck for him. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but <clears throat> Okay, so moving ahead uh, with Magic Kingdom news. Disney After Hours returns this summer. Uh, so you remember that from last year? It was the After Hours party at the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, was it like a hard ticket event? It was a hard ticket event. It didn't do very well. I'm actually surprised that it's back. There were like right. a couple nights where it was just kind of like, hey, DVC members, want to come for free? Like, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it was returning this summer, June 28th and 30th, July 7th, 9th, 14th, 21st and 28th, August 4th, 11th and 30th, and September 20th. Uh, you can get in with this ticket at 7 p.m., so it's before a park closes. And then once the park closes, you have three hours to explore the park with virtually no lines. Also, they give you complimentary ice cream and beverages. It sounds like it's like the DVC Midnight Magic events, but no, like, as far as I know, no rare characters. And you can only get ice cream as food instead of, like, the hot dogs and stuff like that. Um $119 for an advanced ticket to that for this Oof. and 124 on the day of. If you are an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member, you can get it for $89. Now, seems a little steep. You remember my my big thing about this was I was just kind of like 
you're going to charge me more than a typical full day at Magic Kingdom yeah. for three hours? I mean, how secluded is it? Are we talking real secluded? I have, well, I have friends that went, and they said it was worth it, actually. So I, I will eat crow on that a little bit, just based on what I've heard. Like, I've seen, like, some of my friends, like, posting pictures where it's, like, riding, riding Splash Mountain in a log all by yourself. Right. Okay. Like, it's just walk on every ride. So imagine what you can get done for in Magic Kingdom in three hours with no lines. Right. I feel like I can get everything done in an hour and a half with no lines. I would like to think so. I mean, it sounds good. It is just a lot of money at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. <clears throat> the pass holder and DVC uh, price, I feel like that is probably right around what it's actually worth. Right. 89 bucks. you know? Yeah, I couldn't imagine spending more than that. And I would still like there to be a character or two out there. But... Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be here from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network. And then we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that's like that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. 
Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Are you ready for a dad's take on Disney? Well, look no further than the Disney Dads Podcast. We dive into so many... Hold up, hold up, Justin. It's not just for Disney dads. We can look at Disney from every perspective and all are welcome. We take a dive into Disney history, Disney attractions, Disney movies, and so much more. You're exactly right, Jason. And everyone can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. On the website, you can find all of our social media. You can also find our SoundCloud channel where you can leave your browser open and listen to hours of Disney park sounds and Disney music. Also, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message. Tell us a little bit about your Disney passions, and we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. Justin, hold up. Don't forget they can send us a text at the exact same number. Yeah, definitely. Get a hold of us. Send us a text message. You got something on your mind about Disney? We can't wait to hear about it. From the Disney Dads, we hope you have a magical day, an incredible week, and always keep it Disney. My name is Dimitri Ravanis, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called Chewing Clock. Now, you might remember me from my old show here on WDPN called The Extra Magic Hour. Well, now I've got a new podcast each and every weekday morning talking about my one true love, college football. That's right. Chew on that, wife. You don't have to be a hardcore fan of the sport to like the show. You don't even have to be a fan at all. Sure, sometimes we're talking about what's happening on the field, but other times I'll be arguing passionately that Nick Saban is a Gryffindor, not a Slytherin. So tune in each and every weekday morning. You can always find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and at armchairallamericans.com. The name of the show is Chewing Clock with me, Dimitri Ravanis, and my co-host, Tyler McComas. Join us every weekday morning. And we are back, folks. I know I said before the break that we were going to be coming back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. And our e-ticket attraction this week is more news. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Pete pointed it out to me when we went to commercial. He's like, you just said we were coming back to an e-ticket attraction, which contradicts everything. It's force of habit. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so we got Epcot News brought to you by the Disney Dads podcast for a great family-friendly look at Walt Disney World from three dads who love Disney. Check out the Disney Dads podcast on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and Podbean. Great, great show. Can't recommend it enough. The foundation has been laid for the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Epcot. Did you watch that little video they put up? Yeah, 960 trucks laying cement for the foundation. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Now, what do you think? You think this is going to be like a family-style coaster, right? I don't know. I don't think this is going to be some crazy thrill ride. Uh, But I don't don't think it's going to be the Barnstormer. I think they want something that has story in it. Which I'm cool with. I'm cool with a story-driven roller coaster. I don't think this is going to be, you know, uh, I mean, say what you will, you know, after you take off on most roller coasters, there's not much story. That's why I can't help but think this is going to be a little bit different. 
you're going out of your way to make it Guardians of the Galaxy, I think mm-hmm. there's going to be some oh. specific story-based elements. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be rock and roller coaster. It's it's definitely right. going to be. Uh, it, apparently, it is going to be the world's biggest underground roller coaster. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot. I I hope we get a cool rocket, um, <coughs> rocket raccoon animatronic like the Mission Breakout in Disneyland has. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, the 2018 Eat to the Beat concert series lineup has been released for Food and Wine Festival. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for you to attempt it. Yeah. <laughs> I will attempt this, folks, and uh, just know that I probably don't know who most of these bands are. Uh, <laughs> once again, a lot of one-hit wonders, uh, and they list their one hit so that you know who they are. August 30th and 31st, <clears throat> Blue October with their hit Into the Ocean. Uh, September the 1st through the 3rd is Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Is there their song? Yeah, come on. You have to know Tiffany. I don't. Okay, I do. People of my age bracket do. September 4th and 5th, uh, Mercy Me, I Can Only Imagine. Uh, the 6th and 7th is Glass Tiger. Uh, don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Is it? That's not the... I don't think I even know. Uh, September nope. 8th and 9th, Torrin Wells, Hills and Valleys. Uh, September the 10th and 11th, which is, this is one that everybody loves, Postmodern ju- Jukebox. Okay. People go nuts for Postmodern Jukebox. Really? They okay. Don't, they don't even list the hit <coughs> because people just like it. I know people that actually plan their Disney trip around Postmodern Jukebox. Really? Yep. September 12th and 13th is still to be determined. Uh, September 14th through 16th is the Baja Men, which I know because I was a kid in the 90s uh, with Who Let the Dogs Out. September 17th through 19th uh, is to be determined. September 20th through 21st is Living Color with their hit The Cult of Personality. Um, No word on if CM Punk will be coming out when they play that, but probably not because he's probably going to be unconscious from his second UFC fight. Uh, (laughs) I can't believe they're letting him fight again. I I mean, I love that they're letting him fight again just because I want to see him get knocked out again, but I can't believe they're doing it. Uh, September 22nd to 23rd is Sheila E., The Glamorous Life. Uh, September 24th through 26th is Sugar Ray, a hit every morning. Um, 17th through 28th is David Cook, Light On. The 29th through 30th is Jeffrey Osborne on the Wings of Love. <laughs> the October 1st through 2nd is Jim Belushi and the Sacred Hearts with various hits. That's how many hits he has. Various. They're various. <clears throat> the 3rd through 4th of October, Everclear, Santa Monica. The 5th through 7th is Mark Willis, 19-something. Uh, 8th to 10th, I'm actually probably going to go to this one, Air Supply. I'm all out of love. You love Air Supply. I'm so lost without you. I love that song. Um, the 11th through 12th is to be determined. The 13th through 14th is also to be determined. The 15th through 16th will be 98 degrees. Just give me one night. Um, the 17th through 18th is 38 special. Hold on loosely. The 19th through 20th, the Devin Allman Project, which is uh, Ragged and Dirty. The 22nd through 23rd is to be determined. The 24th through 25th, Billy Ocean, Get Out of My Dreams. Uh, another one that I'm totally going to go to. Uh, the 26th through 28th is Starship, featuring Mickey Thomas with We Built This City. That's one of my favorites. The classic. Uh, the 29th through 31st, which I'll be avoiding like the plague, is Hanson with their hit Mbop. I shockingly don't hate Hanson. Oh, it's now, in, this, now that I said it, it's in my head now. <laughs> and will remain there for the entirety of my life. Uh, the November 1st through 2nd, man, Food and Wine Festival is long this year, uh, is to be determined. The 3rd through 4th is Taylor Dane with Prove Your Love. The 5th through 7th, Boys to Men. Uh, they list end, to, end of the Road as their hit, but I mean, they're Boys to Men. Everybody knows who they are. 8th uh, through 9th is the Hooters with their, um, their hit And We Danced. And finally closing out the festival the 10th through the 12th is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy with Go Daddy-O. So there you go. Not as painful as previous years for me not knowing who people are. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I didn't know who 90% of those people were. The ones that I said, hey, I know who that one is, those are the ones that I knew. You, you knew who 98 Degrees was, right? Um, I've heard of 98 Degrees. I couldn't pick out one of their songs. I tell you, man, music is just something that's never been important to me. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that 
and and I don't mean this. I'm not like actually making fun. I'm being serious. No, go ahead. A lot of these bands who play are a little bit of like one hit wonders, right? I mean, there's yes. nothing wrong with that. Do you think that they play their one hit more than once in each set that they play? You know what? That's a really good question because one year Wilson Phillips was there, and we walked up and I heard "Hold On for One More Day" playing, and I'm like, right? Oh, is that Wilson Phillips? And um. My friend goes, yeah, isn't that Hold On For One More Day? And I said, yeah, that's how I know it's Wilson Phillips. Right. I feel like some of them open and close with it. Right. I actually, many years ago, went to go see Aerosmith, and the band opening up for them was this band called Four Non Blondes, and they had a single called What's Up. And they opened their set with What's Up, and I remember thinking, like, oh, that's interesting that they open with this. And then they closed their set with What's Up. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, was, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that, I, you know. You just don't see many bands that do that. But Agreed. that's why I wondered if they uh, do that. Last year, I caught the end of Starship, and they played We Built This City to close it out. But I actually like more than one. St- I actually like two Starship songs. I enjoy the song Sarah as well. Okay. It was actually in my head just yesterday. Just got it out. Now it's back again. Now replaced by... Mm. <clears throat> well, no. I it, it just it just popped back into my head, which is edging out Mbop, which we just mentioned. So now that's back in my head. So it's it's a vicious cycle that goes on in my head. Interesting. Ready for the DAC news, Disney's Animal Kingdom? Yes. All right. So uh, the DAC news this week brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. For all of your crib and stroller rental needs, please check them out over at kingdomstrollers.com. Two Grevy's zebras were born in Disney's Animal Kingdom. You know how I love baby animal births in Animal Kingdom. Of course. It's one of the things that I love the most. Yep. Uh, Two females were born. They are not sisters. They were born on two different days. So two of these zebras... Um, we're pregnant like right around the same time, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if they had like a joint baby shower, like if they're friends or if maybe they're like frenemy zebras where it was just like, ugh, you know, like, like she had to have a baby just cause I'm having one. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, real, real, real house zebras, uh, house zebra <laughs> wives of Kilimanjaro. Oh, animal <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, so two female zebras were born, one on April 26th and one, th- one on May 1st. The foals, which is a baby zebra, is called a foal, uh, will be featured on the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail soon. But currently they are still backstage um, having bonding time with their mothers. It's interesting how some animals are kept backstage when they're born. Like the tiger cubs were backstage for a long time. The gorilla, cu- the gorilla babies were backstage for a long time. The zebras are. But baby Augustus was out in the attraction hours after his birth you know i guess it's based on the animal you know but you know what also i think it's just the way they keep because like they even said like they didn't even know augustus's gender for like a month almost because i guess they could they didn't go near him because he was with his mother and as right. we know hippos are soulless killing machines um and i guess you don't want to get too close to them <clears throat> but yeah the, so new baby zebras which is great so now the baby animal um i'm pretty sure the baby elephant was out right away too so the baby animal countdown that you want to hit when you go to animal kingdom there are baby tigers baby gorillas uh there are uh, numerous baby drafts <clears throat> there are baby gor- uh, i said baby gorillas um there's a baby elephant obviously the baby hippo is the main event and now there are baby zebras as well so get your baby animal fill folks a lot of babies going on out there and i really love it baby animals are amazing Festival of the Lion King will be closed for one day tomorrow, May the 9th. So if you're going to Animal Kingdom tomorrow, um, you're not going to Festival of the Lion King, which is a shame because it's a great show. When's the last time you sat through Festival of the Lion King? Uh, we didn't do it last time. We did the trip before that. I've been doing it a lot lately, and I really, really enjoy it. I like it a lot, too, actually. I waited a really long time on that line outside, and I didn't love that. Okay. But after getting inside, I liked it. Yeah, I wouldn't wait in line. I've always found that like I can walk in like right around showtime, and it's typically not filled, so I can just like get in. I always got to sit in the lions section. Man, with the day we went, it was packed. I mean, was they it? cut the line off. Oh wow. yeah, okay, it was crazy. <clears throat> uh, the pan- attractions over in Pandora, the world of Avatar, have been having issues lately, so much so that Navi River Journey was actually closed for three days last week. Huh. Okay. Like that level of flight of passage has been having closures uh, too lately. So both of these attractions are having issues. Apparently Navi river journeys uh, issues are worse. Uh, I've gone a couple times where flight of passage has been closed. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, that would make people mad. I think. Oh, totally mad. But it's like, then they open the attraction up and they immediately set the, the wait time at like an hour and a half to two hours or something like that. I feel like that's right. a deterrent. 
because like they had the, t- the time set of two hours when they had just reopened and I was there with a bunch of friends and I was like, there's no way that's two hours because there was nobody outside. Right, right. It's literally just open. It's just, yeah. I, I'm like, there's no way that's two hours, but, but they didn't want to go. So, um, a new show in Animal Kingdom, Up, A Great Bird Adventure, is now open. So there's that if you want to go risk your lives, uh, you know, in front of owls that will mug you. Most dangerous animals on earth. Well, the an- the owl is back. They have told. I I asked a cast member. I'm like, did that owl get fired? And they were like, no, he's back. And I was just like, Ugh. apparently, I need to up my letter writing campaign. Those yeah, get th- more people on board. For those of you that don't know, I was punched in the head by that owl. <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, near daily extra magic hour events have been added May th- for um for May and June for Animal Kingdom. So through June 30th, it's almost every single day Animal Kingdom for has extra magic hours from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. I saw that. That's yeah. uh, that's probably a good move. That's probably more for Pandora than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Also, uh, Earth Day just passed, which means Animal Kingdom turned 20 years old this year. Can you believe that was 20 years ago, 1998? I can. That was my first trip. Oh, really? So you went to Animal yeah. Kingdom and it was fresh and new. Yep. Was it packed because it was so new? It was crazy packed. It's weird. I mean, back in 1998, there were commercials on, you know, every TV station for Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I think that's kind of what, like, uh, made us think, like, huh, maybe we should go check this out. So, Oh, so Animal Kingdom is kind of the reason you're here right now. Uh, Maybe. It's possible, right? So I got to tell you something that I never thought I would say. And if if you've listened to Two Men in the Mouse since the very beginning, you're going to hear the irony in this statement. I gotta say, Peter Mandel, Animal Kingdom is my number one favorite park now. No, it is. It can't be. They don't have Voyage of the Little Mermaid. It's, or... o- it's overtaken Magic Kingdom as my favorite park solely because of the crowds at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom has become kind of unmanageable um, on certain days. I understand that. I get that. Experience wise, it would still be my favorite, but just practicality wise, like where do I want to go? Like for a day, I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom because it's got a lot of stuff that I love, and I've really gotten into the like the whole nature conservation of it all and the animals. And I, I mean, and I was a notorious hater of animal kingdom in the beginning of the show. But do, is there really enough to do there that that's your favorite park? Yeah. I mean, listen, I shouldn't say that Epcot's my favorite park and it's not like there's so much to do there, but <laughs> there's a ton to do there. Like you can, I can spend an entire day and I have multiple times in the last couple of months, spent an entire day at animal kingdom. I don't know. I couldn't put it number one, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I, I can. Um, all right, ready for Hollywood Studios news? This is where we're going to spend the bulk of our time today. Ah, uh, let's do it. The character lineup has changed at Hollywood and Vine uh, for the play and uh, the Disney Junior Play and Dine Breakfast. Okay, I used to love this. Yeah, uh, currently features Jake, Sophia, and Doc McStuffins, but now will feature something called Roadster Goofy. Okay, yeah, that's from that Mickey cartoon show that's Mickey out Mouse where they well, that's where they like, drive the cars. It has a oh. name. I can't remember. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. All right. Well, then there you go, folks. If you if your kids love that car Mickey show, Roadster Goofy is joining the lineup at Disney Junior Play and Dine Breakfast. Uh, that's not to be confused with, with Minnie's uh, Play and Dine at Hollywood and Vine, which I believe is the lunch and dinner, which has like uh, Minnie and a, bu- a bunch of the other Fab Five, but not Mickey, um, dressed in like seasonal attire. Uh, we got some run Disney news that is Star Wars related, so I have included it here. Okay. Um, there's a new... Uh, so the Star Wars race weekend for 2019, uh, that just passed recently for 2018, it's going to be a little different next year. They're calling it the Star Wars Rival Run Weekend, presented by OtterBox. Okay. I don't know what OtterBox is. I'm hoping it's some kind of subscription box service that features Otter-related merchandise. No, they make uh, cell phone cases that are unbreakable well then i am heartily disappointed sorry about that i really was hoping for like it's like loot crate but like you open it up and it's like plushy otters and like i heart otter t-shirts and no. you know like clams to eat on your tummy and things like that no nope. not maybe so like sorry. maybe like swimmies that you could like put on your back so that you could swim around your back like otters do That'd be awesome, but not the case. Rocks that you can use to break open clams and like just if <laughs> if you're looking to transition to be an otter, like this is this is the box you for you. You gotta get the otter box. Yeah, right. you gotta get the otter box. It, it is the premier premier water mammal subscription service box. But 
Okay. Um, so, no, apparently it's cell phone cases. But So the Rival Run Weekend presented by Otterbox, you get to decide which side of the force you are running for. Hmm. So you can either be light side or dark side. And I guess your race bib is <laughs> dependent on uh, <laughs> what side of the force you choose. Okay. Also, it can be worn during meals to protect your shirt from spaghetti. Right, right. You gotta have a bib. Of course. <laughs> what am I gonna ruin my shirt? Come on, Disney. <laughs> What's your spaghetti policy here? Um the friendship boat service to Hollywood Studios is closed for refurbishment currently. Okay. This is while work is um underway on the Swan and Dolphin Bridge, which the boat has to go underneath in order to reach its destination. You can still walk across the bridge. The walkway remains open. Um, and I still maintain it's a really nice walk. But if you've been doing a full day at Epcot and you want to walk to studios, maybe not the best idea for your legs. It is yeah. a bit of a long walk. That's undue uh, undue effort there. <clears throat> but I really, like I've said before on the show numerous times, I love this walk. It's a really nice walk. I really enjoy the peace and quiet of it all. Walking by the water is always fun. I very much enjoy it. But so if you also the obviously the buses are still open, but you know the gondola is not open yet, and uh, the boats are going to be down for a little bit. So all right, so everything from here on in is all Toy Story Land stuff. All right, let's do it. The uh, entrance marquee has been uh, put up, and you can ju- you could just make it out over the construction wall. It definitely features uh, Woody tipping his hat. Now, that seems right. I think a lot of people uh, are under the mistaken <clears throat> belief that the entrance to Toy Story Land is going to be at the end of Pixar Place, like past where that Cars meet and greet is. Right. Not so. Where is it? It is between that Cars meet and greet, and or I'm sorry, it's uh, right next to One Man's Dream, or Walt Disney Presents now. Hmm. So right past Walt Disney, One, one Man's I'm always going to call it One Man's Dream. I'm sorry. Um, right. You can enter Toy Story Land right from there. Okay. The um, okay, so big news. We all we know we love our animatronics. I was very disappointed when that that Mr. Potato Head animatronic is no longer in Toy Story Mania, but now that they're moving the entrance, I'm hoping that he's going to be making a comeback. No word on that yet, but we do have a new audio animatronic figure that is going to be a huge part of Toy Story Land. What is it? Have you heard about this yet? No, no. Tell me. At the end of the Slinky Dog Dash roller coaster, you'll be greeted by an audio animatronic Wheezy. That will be singing You've Got oh, a Friend in Me. I did see that. It looks awesome. It looks amazing. I, there's a couple of videos online right now about the making about like the making of it and installing of it. It looks so cool. He's with Mike and Mr. Spell. Apparently, Mr. Spell is like putting up like jokes in text form. And I can't wait for this. That that is that sounds like the best ride ending animatronic this side of uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Super super cool. Very very excited for it. <clears throat> they released some Toy Story Land merchandise where they released special looks at it. <clears throat> first of all, you got some shirts, I guess, that are commemorating the, the first year, like the launch of it, that says, uh, I played there. Right, you know, that's to- cool. I, yeah. I saw that. Um, you also got a light-up slinky dog that you can get, uh, which is pretty neat. The, the beauty of Toy Story was it was so marketable for toys because, you know, it's toys. Which is funny because they didn't really think it was going to do anything at first. So yeah. they were so late getting those toys out to market. It's funny how that keeps happening. I Frozen it, Stitch. Oh, I think they have a good idea on it now. but yeah. uh, There's also the uh, – so instead of there being like a set of Toy Story Land Mickey ears, there is a Slinky Dog hat. that you Not even a hat. It's like a headband, like the way the mini ears are. But it's yeah. a Slinky Dog like over your head. I thought they were really cool. So was there's like a LGM one too, right? I believe so. Yeah, but the, sl- the Slinky Dog one is really Slinky Dogs really seems to be like they're going all in on this. Uh, Good Morning America did a piece on Toy Story Land, much the same as they did with Pandora, and I'm assuming they'll do with Star Wars next year. Uh, they went inside of Toy Story Land. It looks honestly, it looks really, really cool. Did you see this? I did not. I heard they did it because I know they showed the merch there first. Yeah. But I did not get to watch the clip. Now the I, I watched the clip this morning, and the um, the walkthroughs just look really, really neat. It's it's very immersive. I really enjoy the immersion of it all. And um, the big takeaway that I got from it is that the army men are now face characters. 
Well, weren't they always face characters? No, the army men have always worn like a bag over their head. Like their their face was just completely. You're blank. right. You're uh, right. Now they like their faces are completely exposed, but they wear like sun like solid green sunglasses over their eyes. And well, like they let they, me ask you a question. So mm-hmm. like I've met the green army men in the past, and you're yeah. right, they had the thing on their face. But I can remember when Toy Story Mania opened and they would have that line in the morning to get a fast pass. Do you remember you would go there and get on that long line to like go in and weave through the fast pass? No, they if, you, if you'll have... recall at that time I was running to Muppet Vision three D to try to get the key. Oh yeah, how was that key? Yeah, uh, they would have a green army man out there directing you and i don't just mean with his hands he would like be talking to people oh see okay i guess it's it's a concept they're bringing back um it looks like sarge and a couple of the army men and he's like yelling like a drill sergeant which i liked right uh they also did disney has also released a point of view ride of part of the slinky dog dash roller coaster i saw that too it looks fun it looks fun it doesn't it doesn't i was afraid that it was going to be like the barnstormer um Instead, it does look like there's a couple cool drops and a couple neat. Like, it's definitely not like a rock and roller coaster. Or it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a big Thunder Mountain, but it is definitely a step above a kiddie coaster. I would probably liken it to Seven Doors Mine Train. Yeah, probably. In terms of intensity. Um, Alien Swirling Saucers, we also got to look at that recently. I was a little wrong about this one. Um, We thought it was just going to be like a Dumbo ride with the aliens, but it's not. It actually, it looks, it almost looks like, um, what's that one with the tires in uh, Cars Land? Yeah. It kinda I don't lo- remember the name of it. It looks like that. Where, like, you're swirling I like around. The, I like the design of the ride vehicle, how it looks like there's an LGM, like, driving it. Yep, I like that, too. I thought that was cool. It whirls around toy planets while the claw hangs overhead. Uh, they said that familiar music will be playing, but in a new way, so I'm excited to hear what that's going to be. Also, pizza is a big part of it. I'm a big, okay. big fan of pizza, so I'm a big fan of that. Right. Um, there will be pizza columns. There will be a pizza space station. And Planet Pepperonia is one of the planets that you go around. So there you I'd go. I'd give it a shot. Yeah, I'd try that. Yeah, I would totally go for it. Um, and that is the news this week. Oh, by the way, I encountered something um, when, I, when we were there for um, Infinity War. Ended up eating at the ABC Commissary because... The uh, we wanted to go to Pizza Rizzo, and apparently it closes at like five o'clock. Really? Yeah. What time was the park open till? Like nine. Huh. It was really that weird. Sounds, yeah, that sounds very weird to me. And we're walking over, and my friend Jenna is just kind of like, she's like, "No, I think that um, it's closed." And I'm like, "No, it's not. It's dinner time." Right. How could it be closed at five o'clock? <laughs> yeah, it was like six o'clock, and I was just like, "Yeah, no, we're totally going there. I'm gonna get myself a meatball sub." Nope, it was closed down. Wow, I was. Yeah, I've never eaten at the ABC commissary. You know what? I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I got a surf and turf, which wasn't steak. It was like chicken fingers and like it was chicken fingers, uh, fried flounder, and fried shrimp. Okay, good. But you don't have to like stand at the counter and wait. They give you the little sensor to take to your table, and they bring you your food. Oh, that's nice. At least, honestly, I felt like it was a pretty high quality quick service location. I know it gets a lot of like flack from people. For not being like super immersive, it's just a lot of ABC shows and stuff like that, right? Uh, What's it like in there? Is it like a cafeteria? Um, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's just like your typical quick service restaurant. There's posters on the wall of all the ABC shows. There's some memorabilia. Um, I guess it's kind of a cafeteria, but like a nice cafeteria, like a cafeteria that you'd find in like a spiffy office building, right? So, you know, there you go. They have they actually have a, a nice looking steak. Um, as part of their menu, which is okay. rare for a quick service location. I don't know if I would get steak at an ABC commissary. I, it looked pretty good, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I mean, like when I do, like I'm I'm on uh, keto right now, so like I look for things that are just like like just meat, um, right? Like meat and cheese, and like that's one of the things that I would probably get. So there you have it. All right, well that does it for this week, Pete. Any anything you wanted to add? No, this is a lot to take in. This is a lot of news this week, but we got through it. Now we're ready to a lot of news. Ready to reimagine some attractions with new intellectual properties next week. So that sounds good. That. All right, folks. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for two minutes of the mouse this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to be able to bring you guys the news. 
um, and we are super excited to you know bring you guys the sea ticket attraction next week. Please, um, you know, I'll make a um, a post about it on our um, our Facebook discussion group. So please weigh in on your ideas, not because we want to steal them, but because you know we want to read them out loud <laughs> on the show next week and see what you guys would like to do. Um, but also, uh, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel and you want to support him, please check out him out over at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, which is opening to the public right now, it appears to be. Um, so uh, check him out at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue in Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, uh, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Aulani in Hawaii, or Universal Orlando Resort, please check out our good friend and sponsor Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by sending him an email at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you are renting a crib or stroller on your next Walt Disney World vacation, please check out our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers. They will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And folks, if you are a fan of college football, please check out our good buddy Dimitri Ravanas, uh, formerly of the Extra Magic Hour here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, but he is now over at his new podcast, Shooting Clock, a 15-minute sports podcast covering the world of college football, released every single weekday over on the Armchair All-American Network. You can find that on iTunes, on Stitcher, or at armchairallamerican.com. Also, folks, please check out the Disney Dads podcast for uh, more of your Disney fix. They are three dads who are super passionate about Disney and presenting them in a wonderful, family-friendly way. You can always find that on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, <clears throat> so that um, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? I'll be ready next week to do these uh, attractions. All right, absolutely. Folks, Let's figure it out. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.